You are listening to Present Truth Ministries Radio, telling the world that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Jason DeMars from Present Truth Ministries. I'm your host of PTM Radio, and I'm in Turkey right now, and I wanted to tell you a little bit about some of the meetings we're having here. Currently, I'm traveling with Brother Dale Smith from Beaufort, South Carolina, Bethel Tabernacle, and Brother Nehemiah Karbala'i Ali, and we're having some meetings. We're visiting four different cities throughout Turkey. We started in Sivas, and then we went on to Eskishahir, and then Esparta, and now we are currently in Denizli, and we've had multiple services in each city. We've seen the Lord working uh, in mighty ways. The most positive way I can see is that since we've introduced the message here to the ministers and we've got them established in the message, we can see that all the people are quite familiar with Brother Branham's ministry, and they know that he's the Malachi 4 prophet, that he is the seventh church age messenger, and that the message is revealing the presence of Christ to this uh, generation. So there's many things to build from there, but when you see that people are rejoicing in that word, and we see that people are getting filled with the Holy Ghost, the Lord will fill in those gaps. And one of the striking testimonies is from a service we had in Esparta. There was an older sister, actually the mother of the minister there. And before the service started, uh, before I started preaching, I should say, I prayed that the Holy Ghost would fall on the people just like the Holy Spirit fell on the people at the house of Cornelius while they heard the word. Uh, the Holy Spirit fell upon them. And the sister testified that while I was preaching, she felt something like a fire come into her body. And she's just been rejoicing ever since. She's walking around the home. She's singing. She's praising God. And she just is rejoicing in the presence of God. So we're thankful for that testimony which she had and for the work the Lord is doing. There's much more work to do, but we see a great progress is being made and we're thankful for uh, all the work the Lord is doing. There's more to do and we just appreciate your prayers and we ask that you'd uh, continue to hold us up and pray for us and, and remind you again that there's the missionary prayer sponsorship magnets that we have you can go onto our website and if you click on uh, missionary prayer sponsor and uh, you can go in there so the website is presenttruthmn.com you can sign up and we'll send a magnet out to you and then you can put that on your fridge and it can remind you to remember a specific missionary in prayer thank you so much May God richly bless you. Thank you for listening to PTM Radio. We'll have more for you coming up. 
Welcome back to PTM Radio. I am your host, Brother Jason DeMars. And today on our interview segment, we have with us Brother Nehemiah Karbala'i. This is part one of my interview with him where we discuss how uh, he got started with the missions work with the Iranians and where he's from and a little bit of his background. First, Brother Nehemiah, why don't you introduce yourself uh, to everyone, and we'll go from there. Well, thanks for your time, Brother Jason. Just like you said, we have been through many things in the last five or six years, I guess, mm-hmm. together. Um, uh, Nehemiah Karbaloi Ali, which is impossible to pronounce for most of Westerns. <laughs> so <laughs> we skip off that part. Yeah. Um, originally from Iran, which means I have... Eastern background, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been to Turkey since 2011, in February, February 11th, that I first met you in Ataturk mm-hmm. Airport, and <laughs> we've been working together ever since. Yes, sir. So bring us back a little further. We have your testimony in other places, so we won't go into details on that, but if you could just give a, you know a brief one-minute breakdown of, of your background how you came to Christ, and how you started the ministry. Just a real brief. Well, if I want to go to one minute, I can say that I came to Christ uh, in 2008. I started my ministry in 2009. I was called to ministry in 2009, but I didn't start officially. I started the translation in 2000, right in 2009. And by the time I started small uh, visiting uh, ministry in, inside Iran, visiting other people door to door and having prayer meeting. And I came to Turkey in 2011 and 2014, I came to Canada. And so just so our listeners know that Brother Nehemiah's background was in Islam. Yeah, I was a Muslim and uh, in my childhood and my teenage, I used to go to this militia called Basij in Iran and sort of part of a, a religious project of my father and uh, after that in 2008 was when I first got in contact with gospel of Christ and received him as my Lord and Savior mm-hmm. and God supernaturally dealt with his his family and supernaturally dealt with him and totally transformed totally changed his life and then he started in the ministry and uh, like he said he was translating uh, the sermons of Brother Branham, some other, some other articles as well that he was translating, and that's kind of where he and I met. So, yeah, February 2011, you came there. So, talk to me a little bit before we go into the history. Give everybody a picture of who are we working with now in Turkey, and how many churches are there following the message in Turkey, and an estimate of how many believers there. Uh, that are in in the churches, but also in cities where they're connecting to our Skype services? Well, uh, I can say there are four major churches in Turkey for the time being. We have a church established in Eskishehir, in Sivas, in Denizli, and Sparta. Mm -hmm. The main churches that we are working closely with the pastors, everything started in Sivas. Mm-hmm. or outreach. I used to minister in Eskishehir myself and after Brother Petros joined us. Uh, we started uh, our outreach program, and uh, God led us to see us. 
And that's where we started through a Christmas banquet, which uh, 15 people came through Christ as a result. And from that uh, place, we went to Adana and many other cities. I can say just in Sivas alone, uh, since 2012, over 200 people were baptized. And I can say in around Turkey, uh, safely we can say about six or 700 people came to Christ or introduced a message and baptized in the name of our Lord Jesus and Savior Jesus Christ. And of course, since uh, Turkey is temporary uh, residency for people and it's a transition area, uh, many of them have left to Europe or uh, United States and Canada, which they are still in contact. For now, there are many people contacting Brother Hamid in Sivas uh, from Iran, Germany, Belgium, Austria, and they hooking up with his uh, online uh, Skype meetings every Sunday. And he has various uh, private interviews, phone calls. And we have Brother Silas in Eskisha here. He was in prison because of his faith in uh, Iran for 11 months. Mm-hmm. He recently came to Turkey, had felt the leading of the Lord. And he's working closely with the saints in Iran and encouraging them in the, in the Word of God. As, and since he's a real man of prayer, his main focus is now in prayer time and leading them to spend more time in prayer with, with the Lord and in, uh, meditating on the Word. And we have Brother Shaheen in Denizli and Brother Kayvon in Esparta that are growing in the message. They used to minister the Word for over a decade back in Iran, but they had no clue about the message for for sure, sure. just like I didn't do. So there's four churches that that we've planted there, or been been involved in planting there, between my you and myself and Brother Petros, and working together with those ministers there. Uh, and and you said there's there's probably five or six hundred people following along the message, whether they be mostly in in Turkey but also in, in Europe and different places that they've ended up. So you also commented a little bit about that the ministry is not just limited to Turkey, that some of its, some of its the impact of it is carrying over to Iran and to other places where Iranians are. Talk to yeah. me a little bit, how, how is that happening? How is, how is that coming to pass? Well, many Iranians are fleeing the country due to the persecution of various reasons coming to Turkey, going to a UNHCR refugee process. When they're in Turkey, they are being in contact with us and we're ministering the world. And after they leave the country, UNHCR settles them in a, in a country of settlement like USA, Canada or any countries in Europe. Uh, wherever they go, they go with the word of God. Mm-hmm. And since they've been a foundation laid, Wherever they go, they're sharing the gospel with other people, and they are uh, excited and interested to hear the gospel. So they're in in Europe. They are in contact with Brother Petros, and who's uh, visiting them, holding Bible studies with them, and going. He he is a true man of God. He used to go. He is still going to refugee camps in Germany. He sleeps over and spends a lot of time with the refugees, sharing the gospel and the word of God with them. And because of his ministry, many people came to Christ in Germany and being baptized just like they did in Turkey. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now people have, have more of the big picture of, of what we're doing and who we're working with there. And this, again, it's Iranian refugees that we're working with. Let's, let's go back even further. So how did you wind up in Turkey anyways? <laughs> Good question. 
I have nothing against people, but I never like to be in a Muslim country when I leave Iran. Mm-hmm. I was scheduled to go Ar- to go to Armenia, okay. and everything was said. I got my ticket booked. I got my flat rented. Not rented. Uh, I found my uh, flat, and I was negotiating to rent. And uh, just two days before I leave, I was told that there's a need in uh, Turkey, and they need a minister in Turkey. So pray if God leads you to go there. And uh, I prayed and I felt peace because uh, I didn't I didn't have any place specific in my mind. I loved Armenia because it was Christian country, mm-hmm. safe. But uh, when I was praying bef- uh, before go- moving ahead for Armenia, I had the scripture from the Lord in Jeremiah that says, uh, "Wherever I send you, you will go. Wherever whatever I put in your mouth, you will tell and don't tell them that I'm infant." So. Because of that, and I said, maybe God wants me to be in Turkey. When I came to Turkey, I was in the middle of chaos. <laughs> I found myself in a battle, a spiritual battle. At the first time, I, I was ministering the word in Eskisha here. Uh, when I mentioned Brother Branham's name, uh, there was like a blast. Mm-hmm. People's mind were blowing, and it, people turned against me and about the message. And after that, you came, and we went together. Mm-hmm. And you know the rest of the story, that what happened. <laughs> Yeah, so what, what happened when we went there is we my f- very first miss- missions trip and the very first place I went to on my missions trip, uh, we ended up presiding over a church split. Uh, basically, <laughs> it was because of the Word of God that we were preaching. Uh, we were preaching the anti-message. We had groups of people that were UPC, uh, groups of people that were probably uh, Trinitarians, and then we had just a few people that had no foundation of the message, but uh, had a respect for the message based upon the fact that they were from Brother Benham's church. Brother Benham Irani uh, is is a pastor who's in prison in Iran. You all probably know about it if you're tuning into our radio show. So since they were part of that church uh, and they were new believers, they they stayed with the message, at least for a little while. <laughs> and so... You started from scratch, really. Yeah, but basically, uh, f- my first six months was a spiritual fight. Mm-hmm. I was receiving pressure from every direction, and people were accusing me of splitting of the church. What happened was, this uh, so-called message uh, minister that was ministering in Turkey, without telling that what he is standing for and what he's preaching, he merged the services with a UPC group. Mm-hmm. And for the sake of uh, Baptist certificates and ministry IDs and these kind of things, and kind of deceived them. And when I got there and when I started the ministry uh, for the first time, preaching the word, just like I used to do in Iran, I quoted Brother Branham and what Brother Branham taught us, because he is the messenger to this age. If we want to know what God has for us in this age, we should look at the messenger. So that's what I did. I brought the messenger, and it made people uncomfortable. And after that, it was revealed that they were deceived. We cannot blame them because they were deceived, and they were not told the whole truth. Unfortunately, we weren't told yep. the whole truth either. We None would, of us. We would have handled the situation quite differently had we known right. that this was the case. Uh, we would have introduced the message to them rather than assuming that they knew about it. So. Unfortunately, that that's what happened there. But God has His plan and has His purposes for all that. And so you ministered there for another, I guess, year and a half. 
little over before a year brought and a half. Petros comes, yeah. Before I left my job and started the ministry full time, and we came in our first trip. Once again, 2012. <laughs> there was another separation. Another, it was, separation. you know, Brother Branham's uh, uh, message, Tree Exodus. Yes. And uh, I guess that's the same thing that happened to us. Our first, ex first Exodus was uh, from Iran. Second Exodus was from that group, that mixed group. God doesn't love, uh, doesn't approve the, of hybridation, mm -hmm. right? So there, there was a hybridation in place. Yes. So that was our second, uh, second exodus. Just like children of Israel came out of Egypt, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, the second, the third exodus was coming out from a message denomination, mm -hmm. right? yeah. <laughs> which happened in August 2012. Yeah. So that. That's a whole other story. I don't, I don't think it's edifying to get into all the details on that. But after we separated from there, uh, our our desire was not to go and, and be a bunch of poachers yep. and stealing from uh, the other church. Uh, our desire was to, just as Brother Branham did, stand in the gap yep. and to preach the word and people can decide for themselves. We weren't going after anybody but we had our, our website, we had the translations, we had Facebook, and we just uh, put the word out there to see who responded to that. Uh, at the end of the first trip, it was you there, you and me, yep. and then Brother Parviz Khalaj uh, was, was with us as well. I left, I went back home, I got a, I got a phone call, or, or a, uh, I don't even remember what that old system was, but something like Skype. Uh, I got a Skype call uh, from... Brother Petros, he had mm -hmm. just been released from prison, and many questions he had for me, many questions I had for them, and he's, and basically through a translator told me, uh, God is leading me to leave the country, and I, uh, I'm going to Turkey, and I said, all right, be in touch with Brother Nehemiah, and go from there. We are going to break right there, and end part one of our interview with Brother Nehemiah, and we will continue next week. Hello, this is Brother Michael Dexter, and I wanted to take a moment to talk to you about a testimony that I really think uh, is very encouraging, very powerful, very faith-building, uh, and that's the testimony of Jessica Ward. And the testimony is told by her father, Brother Daryl Ward. Uh, they live in eastern Tennessee. And the video can be found a couple of places. You can find it by going to alivinggod.com. And once you're on alivinggod.com, you can uh, look under the testimonies section and find a video called Not Yet Daddy. Uh, another easy way to find it is to look on YouTube. And once you're on YouTube, type in Not Yet Daddy, and you'll find the testimony there. So a couple different places that it's posted. Uh, but it's just a very encouraging testimony. It's a little over 50 minutes long, and it'll just it'll give you a very good idea of what it's like to really hold on, to hold on to a promise, to uh, look toward the promise of God no matter what the circumstances are. And so I just think it would be a great testimony for you to watch. So if you have some time, have about an hour uh, at some point soon. It's a great great faith-building thing, a great witnessing tool as well to tell others about the power of a living God in our day. So I highly encourage you to watch that 
when you get some time. Again, it's called Not Yet Daddy. Uh, it's a testimony of Sister Jessica Ward. God bless you.